this happen? Well, it's a long story. I'm Ian McNally, and you're listening to the McYap and Fry's Movie Podcast. I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Gavin Yap. Uh, this week we're going to be reviewing Thor Ragnarok, but before we do, we should have a word from our sponsors. That's right, Green Room 136. We talked a lot about their Rainmaker Pros and their Junk Monkeys, but they also make smaller packages for the smaller person. Do they? They do. Tell us more about that, Ian. Their brand new pocketbook is a deluxe wallet for all your economic pocket carry needs. It's the ultimate wallet when carrying slim is required and still have that little extra something to make your pocket financial carry complete. It'll even carry your smartphone. Wow, that's amazing. Like Eddie Izzard said, if you want a wallet that doesn't spoil the fine line of your fine suit, it's a perfect thing for that. And where can these good people find this amazing contraption? Well, get yourself to the nearest internet and go to greenroom136.com. What's that address again? Greenroom136.com. And uh, when you're going through the purchase process, if you decide to purchase, use the discount code MACYAP10 at checkout to get a 10% discount off your next purchase. 10%? That sounds like a hell of a deal, man. That's a hell of a deal. <laughs> so so yeah. what, are you, what are you wasting time for? Stop listening to this podcast and order that shit immediately. And then come back to the podcast. And to the yeah, podcast. and then come back and listen to what we're going to do. So yeah, Thor Ragnarok, the third of the Thor movies. Yes. Kind of looking back at the old ones now. I think someone put a picture up of like... Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. It was like I think it was me on me on me on Facebook, me on t- Twitter, me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, those old he looks weird in those old pictures now after he's got the short haircut. Right? You, you think so? <laughs> I oh, think so. No, that, that 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 didn't really occur to me. Watching it the second time, I watched it again last night, and watching him with the long hair at the beginning is like it just looks wrong. Oh, it's he, nah, looks, he looks so good I with the haircut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks good with the short hair. Yeah, he looks good with the short hair. So we'll talk a bit about the movie first, and we'll go into spoilers in a little bit. So you, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can. Stop them. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought, yeah, it's, it's fucking good fun. It's fucking... It's really good fun. It's really, really good fun. <laughs> I was... The second time around... Again, it's weird because you think that like the press screenings are like jaded a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. it's also partly fanboy. Yeah. So a lot of the jokes landed harder with the audience, I think, the first time I saw it than last night with the general crowd. Actually, I find with the press screenings, there's less of that snootiness now because so... Well, I guess it depends because so many of the um, the people who attend these screenings now are people who kind of grew up reading this stuff and grew up being fans. Yeah. And so there's a sort of a deeper level of appreciation for it. They're not just looking at it as a film. They're, they're looking at it as a little bit of, you know, fan wish fulfillment. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think when they announced that um, Taika Waititi was going to be directing this, uh, you, I was, you have no I was, idea what I was, I was wondering how much of his personality was going to show in it, and it re- it's all over the place. Yeah, and he's literally in it, and he's one of the best characters in it. Yeah, he plays uh, Korg, which is a character from the Planet Hulk storyline. Um, you want to just get into the plot really quick? Yeah, so, I mean, the, one of the interesting things about the movie is, like, fuck your three-act structures. Yeah. This is like, and again, it's the same thing happened when I came out. It's like, we came out and we're, I was talking about it. And like, there's a cameo earlier on we'll talk about later. And it's like, you forget about that cameo because so much has happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, even yeah. the bits with Doctor Strange turning up, that's not a spoiler. It's at the end of Doctor Strange. Yeah. You kind of, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Because so much, like, it's it's not overly long. I think Blade Runner was way longer. Yeah, it yeah. felt way longer. It's not overly long, no. And it but, moves at pace, but it also takes time to just have Thor and Hulk having a chat. Yeah, like it never feels rushed, but also it's not slow. You it feels I mean? in a weird way, even though it's not a road movie, it feels like a road movie. Yeah, in a, in a, in a weird, bizarre the, way. The first half is then it's a gladiatorial movie. Then it's like 
getting out of here. It's an escape movie. And I like the fact that it just starts in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's like it just starts with Thor going through some shit and it's like, it doesn't matter. He's just got himself in trouble. Oh, fuck, it's Salter! I was, <laughs> I was expecting the record scratch because the beginning of it literally is. I guess you're wondering how I got into this situation, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're probably wondering how this happened. <laughs> you're um, just going to have to wonder away then. <laughs> yeah, and it's also the whole thing of like the whole overarching Marvel mythology is just completely dismissed with like... I went looking for uh, shiny infinity stones. I didn't find any. Let's move on with my plot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's cool. I mean, this is the probably the best character if you're looking at the um, sort of the core Avengers members. This is probably the only character you could really do this with. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Thor out of all of them is the one that's had that sort of kitschy sort of thing to it. Mm. And it lends itself very well to this sort of more whimsical, co- comedic, Flash Gordon-esque yeah. kind of, kind of uh, universe. But um, the, the, the plot is Thor is... Uh, out there looking for the Infinity Stones. He keeps dreaming about Ragnarok, which is a dream that he had in the offshoots of Ultron, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which they kind of cut. And um, he nixes that in the head, comes back to Asgard. Things have changed a bit. And If you saw like the last Thor, you know that um, you know uh, Loki had assumed uh, Od- Odin's position, had everyone believing that he was Odin. And uh, Judging on how, how, he, how he acted as Odin in this, it's I'm like, like people how did idiots. anyone... Yeah, people, people are, are fucking idiots. idiots. Asgardians are schmucks. <laughs> nobody, nobody... The Warriors 3... No, nobody spotted the... Nobody's like, like this, is Odin act, is the old father acting a little, a little weird? weird yeah. <laughs> no one noticed it, especially when you see like how he's behaving. Yeah, he's, like, e- he's no, eating fucking grapes. Nobody picked up on this shit. <laughs> he's not even trying to hide it. Like when Thor turns up, he's like, oh shit. Yeah, the oh shit <laughs> line was brilliant. He's just like, oh, oh shit. So that, that, that kicks off a search for Odin, which then results in the uh, release of Hela, the goddess of um, death yep. and shiny objects, or sharp shiny objects, who... Uh, Played brilliantly by <sighs> Kate Blanchett. Fantastic. I think she's, she's... She's never been hotter. No. And also, I think since Loki, she's like the best villain that any of the Marvel movies have had. Okay, I, got, I disagree with you there. I mean, like, she's the best villain. I mean, she's a cool villain in the sense that she looks cool and she does cool shit. But and she ever so often she kind of breaks into an English accent at times. Slightly, yeah. yeah. But the thing that's, but uh, the thing that Marvel hasn't really sorted out. I mean, there are like a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, Marvel knows how to establish a good villain. They don't know how to fucking tie it up, though. Mm. They don't know how to tie it up. It always sort of like you know, minor, it, it never, it never really ends up being that much of a fight at the end. Yeah. At the end, no matter how big they manage to build these fuckers up, oh, all powerful, nothing can destroy her. Uh, you know, when she gets to Asgard, she's going to be like her power; she'll be limitless. Yep. But yet, but yet, it never really feels like anything is ever at stake. You know that the heroes are going to fucking kick their ass. Yeah, I think the humor as well kind of plays into that a lot. Yes, yeah, the fact yeah. that it is so jokey and fun, and when you do get to see. Thor ends up on Sakaar, so World War Hulk comes into it, and there are fights galore, and no one really gets hurt. Yeah. Like, they get pounded on, and, like, you feel at times, occasionally, you go, like, I find myself going like that when people were laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, you know, no, everything they just, wake up, and there's not even a bruise. Everything just fucking bounces off everyone, and, and, and character deaths in this movie, like, mean nothing. Yeah. They mean absolutely nothing, and, and I, as much as I enjoyed it, there was a part of me that did feel that this is like light to a fault. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a great time. I laughed my ass off. It was fun. It was a very fun movie. One of the most fun Marvel movies so far. Mm-hmm. 
But there's something that's sacrificed with being so lighthearted. Mm. Um, when characters die, and these are characters that you should feel something for. Yeah, they've been in three movies and a couple of episodes yeah, of Agents and, and of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't no. fucking matter. It's like, it's nothing. And but I actually, mean, like, even, even going to the end, you know, I mean, get, I mean, like, should we just, like, fucking just go straight into... All right. If you, oh, if review you it, the if, review is, go see it, it's the, fun. Yeah, the, the review is, go see it, it's fun. But, like, even at the end, like... Wait, wait, spoilers. Spoilers. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Spoilers. Yeah, so, but the thing is that even at the end, I know, like, Asgard, I know what they say. It's like, you know, it's not a place, it's mm. a people. Mm. Even then, you're seeing Asgard get fucking wiped out, and you feel nothing. Because, because Korg's it, making a joke about it. <laughs> I know, it's like, and there's something about that where I think it's, um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. And also, as a fan of the Planet Hulk, World War Hulk storyline, to see it sort of just m interpreted as basically like a, a, a gag. Yeah. It's like a gag sequence, basically. And if you know, if you've read this arc, you know that it's a major arc. There's, yeah, there's it's fucking heavy. There's, it's heavy. There's serious fucking pathos. It's, it's a wasted opportunity for for a Hulk movie. In a way, but also, I think they've said a lot that they won't, they won't do a full Hulk movie again now. I mean, one of the things is that the rights are tied up. Yeah, no, with I, Universal I, and stuff. No, I get that. But the other thing is just like they don't want to put. Mark Ruffalo in a motion control rig the whole time, like, no, or something. I, I don't know. I get that, but I think that they they could have done something with that part of it to give it a little bit more depth. Mm. They could have played into the whole idea of why the of why Banner, why the Hulk would like to stay there. Mm. You know, whereas the way that the way that they did it was that it was really the whole thing was just one big gag. Yeah, it was the whole thing was just handled as a joke. And while it was fun, there was an opportunity there. It was all set up for a Hulk in a hot tub. Yeah. It's a funny line. <laughs> huh, a Hulk in a hot tub. Yeah. Or, or, you know, just the, the Hulk getting out of the hot tub with nothing on. And yeah, 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 Thor yeah. just says, well, oh, no, oh, well, that's in my brain now. Yeah, yeah. Can't unsee it. <laughs> Can't unsee Hulk cock. <laughs> I can see that, but I also kind of like the fact that, like, you know, the Ragnarok in the title, you're thinking, well, they're just, it's paying lip service to it. And they kind of do. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. it actually comes into playing at the end, and mm -hmm. it is actually. It's, they've taken all these different comic storylines and literally boiled them down to just their pure essence. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's an interesting way for them to do it. I mean, they are squandering these huge storylines that could be a whole thing. But the problem is, if they just adapt the comic direct, then yeah. you piss off somebody. No, but I'm not saying that they should do that. No. I'm just saying that there was room there to add a little bit of depth in some of these things when you consider that source material. Give Hulk a girlfriend. Give Hulk, you know, a little... Give Hulk a little bit of fucking pathos and depth, you know. Uh, it, it, it didn't take much, you know. A couple of extra lines of dialogue could have done it. Mm. I mean, it was weird. It, also the way they treated Meek. Yeah, is like he's a gag, whereas in World War Hulk, he's a major, he's a character, major, major character, character, a major player. But even, in what happens. but even Korg, like the Korg is treated like a comic relief character, and he's not a comic relief character. But you know, these it, are um, you're nitpicking. Yeah. you know, it's not a it's not a problem. It's just. If you know, if it's it's only if you know where these characters come from, yeah, that you're like, ah, oh, well, it's funny, but if if not, you're done like, a little bit more. With if it. not, you're like, why is this rock monster kiwi? And then you're like, a second later, I don't care. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, it is one of the like the second time around watching as well. I thought like his facial animation was weird, but that was because the way it was it was lit from behind most of the time. Mm -hmm. When he's lit forward, there's way more expression in eyes in his eyes and stuff than I noticed the first time around. Mm -hmm. Like he's really really well done, mm. and. Some of those fucking the lines about when they talk about the, his relationship with his hammer, yeah, and like they put in a yeah, masturbation. Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, used yeah. to pull you off? It's like no, no, not at all. I would so rowing you back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's absurd. It's brilliant. It's very kiwi. Yeah, it's very kiwi. So I mean, yeah, if you're a fan of uh, Taiko Waititi's work, 
Uh, ch chances are you'll love this. I mean, this is a great comic book movie for people who don't think they like comic book movies. Mm. Because it'll really, really surprise you in its approach. Yeah, and, I, t and I tweeted about it being like a good antidote to superhero fatigue. And it's also a good indication of Marvel pivoting. That like, you can't just do the straight stories anymore. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, do a different yeah, yeah. type of thing. You can do... You can do noir stories. You can do all these other things. And this yeah. is not... It's not the road trip. They originally said it was kind of going to be a road trip when they started pitching it, or when they started doing the initial... It's like publicity. a cosmic road trip yeah. kind of thing. And it wasn't really, because it is just getting to Sakaar was the main part mm. of the road trip. But it does kind of have that vibe. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Jeff Goldblum is having... You know, Jeff Goldblum... He's... he's have you noticed that Jeff Goldblum has become even more Jeff Goldblum mm. as he's gotten older? He's Goldblooming. He's really just embraced the fact, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh you like this. Oh, oh. And he just, like... He, he just lays it on so fucking thick in this. There's a moment where he's like, can I have a closer look at Thor after Thor's gone through the It's a Small World After All ride? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, as he's like, I want to get closer, and it's not some magic thing or musical chair, they just push the chair closer. And as he's doing it, his toe is tapping and he's kind of just mm -hmm. jazzing out like. And uh, I don't know whether he's, you can't, can't trust everything Jeff Goldblum says in interviews, yeah. but he was saying on one interview about, I think it was the Empire podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can listen to them because they have access to people we don't. Um, how, like, they Daikawatiti was playing music on set and they were messing around and dancing and shit. And just like, you know, they do the script and then just fuck around. And mm. some of that's in there. And they just left it in and it's just like, it's a vibe. As it should be. Yeah. That should be. I mean, if you've got Jeff Goldblum, if you've, if you've got Jeff Goldblum in your movie, let him riff. Yeah. Just let him do his shit. Especially now. He just, he just seems to be having the time of his life now. There's something weird that was like, he said, oh, time works differently on Sakaar. Because if I was anywhere else in the, in the universe, I'd be over a million years old. But as I am here... And he just, nothing, he didn't finish. And the other two kind of look at him and it's not a joke. It's just like this weird moment that really stuck out for me the second time just, watching it. He's just got this thing now. Mm. Also, he's a DJ. Yes. <laughs> for no reason. He's just like, hmm, yeah. What was he saying? The, the, I think it was on the Wes Anderson movie, uh, maybe the Budapest Hotel. Mm. He was saying like Mark Mothersbaugh did the music for this. And Wes Anderson just gave him Mark Mothersbaugh's glasses on that set and said, wear these. This is what your character needs. And he just wore Mark Mother's Ball's glasses. Um, one, of the, one of my favorite movie scores of recent, of recent time. Which? Thor Ragnarok. Oh, really? I loved it. No, I love the fact that it's got, it's got those conventional beats in there. Mm. But it's got a really nice sort of retro overlay to it that it's really, really nice. It's got, it's got those little sort of like 80s kind Dinky of... Uh, yeah, yeah, those 80s sort of synth sounds that, that's uh, a little Stranger Things, actually. Mm. It's a little bit Stranger Things, a little bit John Carpenter. And even in like scenes when they're in Hulk's apartment, there's like music from a playing like that diddly? Mm. Kind of, there's a, there's a mm. kind of a refrain that just plays in the background. Like it's not... I don't think it's score. I think it's supposed to be like it's just Grandmaster's jamming next door. Yeah, I've been... Because uh, I've been listening to the uh, the soundtrack on its own. Oh, ah, right. And it's, it's good fun. It's good fun. Like uh, this and Wonder Woman right now is like are my two... two my, they're my go-to sort of movie scores at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, listen to the Wonder Woman a bit. I found this in a while. And uh, Anthony Hopkins having a great time. Carl Urban's got a great, got a great little part in this. But it's a weird Carl, thing. Uh, Carl Urban actually has. More, this is a, going back to the villain problem. Carl Urban's character Scourge actually has more of an arc yeah. than Hela. Yeah. Hela doesn't really have an arc. She's a force of nature. Yeah, I mean she's cool and she's awesome, but at the end of the day, it's like it's nothing. She still gets her ass handed to her like it's like and you know you know that that's always been my issue with the fucking Marvel villains. It's like they're cool. They get great people to act in them, and the actors they chew up the scenery. Except they when do a they, they squandered uh, Christopher Eccleston in the second one, in the second Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got nothing. Like he even got, he what's his nothing. name, uh, Mister Echo from Lost, got to do more. Yeah, and he was wearing a fucking helmet for half. Of yeah, it. but man, Tessa Thompson, I'm all over that. Yeah, I'm all over that. So, 
like as soon as she as soon as she appeared on screen, I was just like, I'm so, I and she my, fucking falls off the ramp. She falls off. I'm like, God, I love this woman. <laughs> I love this woman. I was a little disappointed with her. Um, she obviously went to the salon when she put on her armor. Mm. Like before that, she was all like business haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna be murdering fools, so I don't want to get blood in my hair. But then she puts on. The, I didn't like the Valkyrie armor either. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I loved her moment when she's with the. I was just, I was just into her. I was like, whatever you do, I'm, I'm I got no problem with anything. I got no problem with any decision you make. <laughs> what she was saying about how, you know, I went to the furthest end of the universe to drink myself into a stupor and forget about all this shit. And I think I got to get back in the game and take sides again. And Thor's like, I was thinking you were drinking a little too much. And she's like, I'm not going to stop drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. It's just great. Um, but yeah. Scourge is, I, I, I'm sure that I didn't see any, I was trying to spot if there was any kind of Easter eggs in Scourge's stash. Just as like the idea of him just like, He's got all this. He's doing a weird accent as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing like some weird Cockney kind of yeah. kind of accent. Yeah, but yeah. when Hella turns up and he's just holding a mop, he's like, "I'm just a janitor." Yeah. <laughs> he, you know who he reminded me of? Fucking Mike Reed. Mike like, Reed. Like oh Pat. Oh Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his his accent sounded a little Eastenders kind of like he like he was uh, a fucking extra from Eastenders. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird role for him to do, though. I mean, he's a he's he's. A, Relatively big actor, and it's a relatively small part. No, but the cool thing about Carl Urban is that he's he's always been, even though he's got like a leading man face, mm. he's always been more towards a character actor. You mm. know, like he he'll do the odd leading role, mm. but he's not above playing cool character parts in in mm. other films, and that's always been the cool thing about him. Mm. I kind of forgot how his character ended because when he was jumping off the boat, it was like a scourge. Oh no, he doesn't. <laughs> 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 No, Kate Blanchett for, for, for me it was just like she's fucking made of swords that's just like it's just her the way she moves and everything is just insane and like, also I do I do feel that um, watching this one you kind of realize that out of all of the Marvel movies out of all of them like the, the Thor films are the one that aesthetically have been the most Kirby-esque yeah and I think this felt like a tryout for doing more Kirby-esque stuff in the yeah, future yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's a whole lot of characters in the background that looked a little bit like Guardians of the Galaxy introduced some of the Celestial stuff a little bit yeah but in this Grandmaster's viewing platform mm-hmm. it looks like blown up uh, Kirby di- Kirby panels yeah. on the walls yeah 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 like yeah. and like the, every room has a little bit of a, a circle with a line coming off of that kind of like Almost that Tron Legacy outfit mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. but that is like pure Kirby stuff. And all the helmets are like, you know, they're, they're too tall. Yeah. Or they've got like three too many spires and, coming up the side. And that's flashback sequence with the Valkyries and, and Hela. I so mean, that, that was that was interesting because it's a it's almost a tableau. It's like a, move, yeah, a motion yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, it's Gandalf coming down the fucking hill. Yeah, yeah. But like but super that, slow but that, but that to me was just like, fuck. Like that, that was 100% Jack Kirby. You thought so? That, that whole section, like... I, I thought that was great. I just like Kate Blanche just poses in that, which is just like because the woman from the poster where she's just throwing a, a sword forward yeah, yeah, and yeah. glee on her fucking face. Yeah. But the light of the Valkyrie's coming down, and even when Tessa Thompson is kind of uh, the Valkyrie gets killed in front of her. Yeah. It, if you look around the background, it looks like they like they're swinging a light. The light source moves around like the, on the background. It's like the, the the light is strobing around, and it's just a very weird looking look. And it goes. The other one that worked really well for this was when Thor figured out that. He's not the god of hammers. Davina yeah. lost. My girlfriend lost her fucking mind at that line. For some reason, it just tickled her. Like, and uh, Odin's like, well, you're not the god of hammers, are you? <laughs> but, my, that, but when my, he gets his lightning powers and it's a side-on shot of the bridge, mm-hmm. of the rainbow bridge, and he's jumping and the bad guy, the paper men for this, the, the henchmen for this one that we can kill because they're undead already or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like 
piling up bodies to attack him mm -hmm. and the lightning is firing and yeah. they're playing Immigrant Song for the second yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah, that, that, that was like another, just a really interesting way to do it. They haven't played so much. Like they've all been, the Marvel movies have all been shot in a very similar style for the most part. Maybe yeah. Doctor Strange is a little bit away from that, I think. No, I don't think so. Not really. No, Not really. Not so much. This one feels different. Mm. But even then, color palette, still kind of the same. Mm. Except still, all the grandmasters. Still kind of the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Rachel House, just like, she's, she's got a very small role, but like, <laughs> it's always funny thinking, looking at her. Every time I see her now, it's like, it's Moana's grandmother, and she's a hard, cold hard bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had, she had a great time in this. Yeah. I was just like, what's that? Oh, uh, uh, Scavenger One Force. Because the thing is, they never call Valkyrie Valkyrie. She is a Valkyrie. Yeah. But they, she doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a name. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, I've always said you are the, begins with a B, ends with a, a T. And what the other one's like, trash. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, were you just waiting to say that? I mean, it doesn't even, it's not even the same words. So she, call, she called her something else then after that. It wasn't bitch, but. <sighs> so, yeah. What really surprised me, though, a second time around, because I've forgotten again, because there's so much... It's, it's very densely packed. Mm -hmm. Thor loses an eye. Yes. I've forgotten about that. Like, there are stakes, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Odinson... So, in the comics now, they've changed... They switched over things recently with their whole... The kind of passing on the mantle thing they did for a little bit, where, like, you know, Thor was Jane Foster, who's riddled with cancer, but for a while, they didn't say who it was. It was just a female Thor. Did you read any of those comics? No. No. So there's a what, is, is this the new female Thor? Yeah, the new female Thor. That's Jane Foster? That's Jane Foster. Oh, and, right. she, and the thing is, she's worrying about staying... At, when she has the hammer, or it's close enough to her, she is Thor. Right. But um, she's also... She's changing left back into Jane Foster less and less, because Jane Foster's dying of cancer. Right. So there's an interesting dynamic there. But for the first God knows how many issues, no one knew who it was. Right. And Odinson, I can't remember what happened or whether they actually kind of had a, there was a break or something like that. One of those things where they do like a six months later thing, like Thor was no longer worthy, so oh, he's now he's now just called the Odinson. Oh shit! And uh, they have a few other. There's also a the Marvel comics are weird. They have all their offshoots. They had all the different offshoots fighting each other. Like what was it that was their Secret Wars thing? And now there's kind of a mix match. So there's like another hammer. There's another Mjolnir from the Ultimate Universe. Which is the Warhammer. I think Volkstag has that. But it makes you kind of nuts when you use it. Yeah, you it's see, I, I, I can't be like... <laughs> but did you see the... Was it Beta Ray Bill's head was on yeah, the yeah, Grandmaster's yeah, yeah, Tower? Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't identify the other, the fa other faces though, could you? No, 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 I couldn't. But I recognize Beta, uh, Beta Ray Bill. That's fucking awesome. Mm. I'm hoping he gets to be in it. And, and, I, and I love the, uh, the reference to uh, Thor being a frog. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's one thing, and it's like it was. And he says, "Oh, it was fine, brother. I love the the growth experience, <laughs> the theatrical play that Loki has." Matt Damon put Matt on. Matt Damon and um, uh, Luke Hemsworth. Yeah, Luke as, Hemsworth as as uh, as Thor. As Thor <laughs> and uh, Sam Neill as Odin, because of course Sam Neill's got to be in it. It's a Taika Waititi movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I thought that was great. That was, but it took me a couple of seconds to realize because I've never seen Matt Damon with long dark hair. It, there was a part of me that was like, oh, it would be perfect if it was fucking Ben Affleck. I was hoping Affleck was like, if Thor. Af if Affleck would have turned up as Thor, I'd be like, that would have been That'd genius. Be, they must have tried. They had to, because those two are such a double act. I know, but it was probably it was probably contractually obliged. It's like, no, I can't. I can't fucking do it. But that was that whole that whole scene was just genius. And I think Uma was mentioned afterwards, like, the Rainbow Bridge works. So was that just Matt Damon, or was it an Asgardian who looks like Matt Damon? Because it could just be they got Matt Damon and... Sam Neill from Earth to play this role for it's loads of money, <laughs> loads of gold, Asgardian gold. 
Oh, uh, good stuff. One thing, uh, the, the Hulk in this looked more like Mark Ruffalo than it's yes. ever looked like yes, before. Yes, and yes. even like the flecks of grey. Did you notice that? Because I don't think Mark Ruffalo wasn't quite so grey in Avengers or Ultron. No, no, I noticed that. I noticed that. And he's a little flex of grey and it's it's incredibly well done. It's really nice. The, I and mean, that's a brilliant comedic bit where he does with Tessa Thompson like towards the end. It's like, you, you'll you'll understand who I am now when he jumps out. Oh my just, god, that was the biggest... You can hear me at the front of the cinema going... Ah, oh, you fucking idiot! Because <laughs> yeah, it's just like dunk, and you, dunk, you, you you hear it bounce off the rainbow bridge, and he's just lying. It's like Brian from Family Guy yeah, when he yeah, falls yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> and, but Clan- he would, he would, and Clancy Brown, brilliant. We did, I didn't spot that the first time around until afterwards. I didn't realize he was Surtur. No, it's brilliant. Is Surtur? Do you know Surtur from the comics? Or yeah, yeah, I know. I, I mean, like a. Uh, I don't know much about him, but I've seen him in the comics. He's, mm. You know, he pops up every now and then. A lot of the- it was a great gag with Thor figuring out. It was like you put your throne, your your crown into the eternal flame. Where, where's where's your crown? It's like I'm wearing it on my head. This is my crown. It's like oh, I thought it was a really big eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crown. <laughs> so all I have to do to stop Ragnarok is take that off you, and that says yes. But you will never do it because I will kill you. And he just fucking ices the dude and steals his crown. And it's like a, it's like a jump cut of him like putting the. It's yeah, Edgar yeah. Wright getting ready to do shit work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straps it on his back and then just goes for a fight. And that's the first... Putting Immigrant Song in your movie twice. I think Immigrant Song, we're done now. We've had it in Shrek. We've had it in all sorts of different things. I can't remember the other movies it was in. It's been another two or three movies at least. But I think it's... Uh, it needs to be parked. I used to sing that like uh, backstage on my, on my way to get ready for Importance of Being Earnest. Mm. It's like... Because when we, when we did it in Brisbane... You're going through this sort of like hallway, and the hallway had amazing acoustics. <laughs> so, like, so, so as we're as we're getting ready to go, like <laughs> whole bunch of guys dressed up in fucking black and white, <laughs> getting ready to do an all male importance of being earnest, humming the immigrant song. I think we should talk a little bit more about the the the, the strange section. There's just like so many good gags in there like the fact that they have uh, he has the Thor uh, Thor's hammer is, descri- is disguised as an umbrella mm-hmm. I thought it was just a cute callback to the old Donald Blake stuff and he yeah, even yeah, does yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. where he taps it yeah, yeah, later yeah, yeah, and yeah. it turns into the hammer but there's just a lot, there's a lot of like cool very very cool subtle things in there that you'd only know if you were familiar with the comics yeah and that's really nice it's always very nice to see I mean that kind of attention to detail which to be fair Marvel has always been very good about yeah They've always put a lot of things in there for people in the know. Yeah, like they, you know, we're, we're very good. At, they're very good at presenting something to the, your regular Joe public. Yeah. But every single one of their movies, regardless of whether the film is good or bad, is just peppered with stuff that only fans will get. And you'll get it, like even because when he says, "Like, do you want to rest your umbrella?" and he puts it in the umbrella stand, it goes. It makes a little yeah, Mjolnir yeah, yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the fake out? So the trailers when it showed Hella destroying the hammer, mm-hmm. it was in New York. Yes, I, I, I saw that. That was like, they're taking the misleading of audiences to a new, a whole new level from like, again, Ultron was the big one for me where it was like, they showed the Avengers knocked down and that turned out to be a dream. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. like, that totally, Adam, God bless them for doing that because it's the same with Star Wars now coming up. I have no idea what that movie's about. I just know I want to see it. I still haven't seen the uh, the new trailer. Yeah, you're on your you're still on your uh, no trailers diet. I'm still, I'm still, well, with, with specific films because mm. it's very funny, like, Justice League, total opposite. I'll yeah. watch. I'll watch whatever because I don't feel that <laughs> you don't feel anyway. I, I don't feel it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel it's going to make a difference. I'm just going to watch because that that's a movie that I'm really just sort of expecting in a way that like 
I really have no fucking clue yeah. what to think. You know, it's like it could go either way. <laughs> I won't be surprised if it's amazing. I won't be surprised if it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's just like it was a completely different scene. Now, some of that Norway stuff looked really bad, green screeny a bit. Which one? The Norway stuff. Like it didn't look like they, they didn't go to Norway yeah, or a yeah, field yeah, with a river. Yeah, it looked yeah, a bit yeah, weird. A little bit, little bit. But like it makes sense. They shut the whole thing on green screen and put the background in later. So they yeah. just put an extra background in for the trailers. Just yeah. again, brilliant way of putting you across. There's also the shot of Loki throwing the knives, isn't it? Yes. That yes. was kind of... He got to finally use the hat for something cool. Yeah. He's killing fools with the hat. <laughs> that moment when... There's a, there's, I like the development of their relationship where... The whole thing with like Thor is constantly throwing shit at Loki to make sure he's actually there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when, and, he's, when and, he's actually there, <laughs> and then Korg's like, "Piss off, ghost!" <laughs> <laughs> and just kicks the wall. He's like, "Oh, he's gone!" <laughs> and he just comes out of nowhere. It's like a really sad moment for Thor. Yeah, it's yeah. like he runs into frame. <laughs> but that that building up and like Loki doing the exact same shit he's always doing, which is like you know Thor even even when he's patting him on the lift, let's do get help. Like it's embarrassing. Not for me. It's not. <laughs> no, but I love the fact that the the the, the way that uh, the Thor Loki relationship has evolved now. Mm. It's really this bizarre sort of comedy duo, mm. which it's like Abbott and Costello. If Costello was evil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that sense, it's really sort of separated the Thor. It set the Thor movies apart from the other ones. It's just being more fun. Like my wife, like Trina. Like, loves the Thor movies more than any other Marvel... Even the Dark World? She, I mean, her favorite's the first one. Yeah. Like, she absolutely loves the first and, one. And people rag on the, the Dark World all the time, but, like, the it's thing... But the thing on the Elves' world with Loki and what you think is happening and yeah, the actual yeah. happening cool. and then... And what actually... And then, like, him sacrificing himself. I teared up. And then when you find out it's not, he's not dead, yeah. I'm like, that was shocking. No, Thor Dark World was... You know, I thought it was a fun movie. I enjoyed the movie. Mm. I mean, it didn't. There wasn't really much to it. Yeah. But in terms of being a rollicking sort of uh, yarn and yeah. adventure, I thought it was a perfectly fine film. I'd rate it way higher than Ant Man and uh, Iron Man Two. Mm. I, I still think Iron Man Two is probably the weakest Marvel movie so far. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but like with Trina with this movie. Like the the standout bit for her is the is when you see Chris Hemsworth without a shirt. Oh yeah, that's a video like, like that as well. Like she literally, like my his wife, his stomach goes inwards. My lit, my my wife literally, she was like, "Oh shit, hell fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> shit, hell fuck! <laughs> she 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 was just like in staring in disbelief, like, oh, "My fucking god!" I almost got a hurt. Oh my on. fucking god! Like. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> fucking look at. Like him. he looks like the fucking god of abs. <laughs> His abs have abs. Yeah. I mean, is it just him and the other Chris's working out behind the scenes having an ab off the whole fucking time? Because it is. They all have, they have to be shirtless in every movie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have to be. Got, gotta, gotta do it at least once. But I like the, again, this kind of points a lot of interesting ways, places for Marvel to go in future. Because the thing what the Thor says to, after he shocks Loki forever. The, the, the shocking thing that's kind of funnier as it went along. But is like, you're the god of mischief, but like, it'd be great if you could be more. Mm. was a nice kind of touch and I think that gave me ideas of like thinking like in the comics at a certain point uh, I think Loki dies or something happens and he, he had a backup plan which is that he came back as a kid mm -hmm. and he was part of the Young Avengers for a while which is a cool um, Jamie McKelvey did the art for that which is always very poppy and very cool mm. and um, 
in that it was constantly they needed to use him to get places but they were always like it's that thing of he's gonna fuck up or he's gonna fuck off on us or he's gonna do something shitty yeah. he's trying not to be that Loki yeah. and like it's back and forth the whole time I think that sets a, an interesting path for Loki in future movies and even in this movie when he turns up in the ship well first of all Korg's there he's like hey bro we're gonna get out of here in this big ship <laughs> Do you want to come along? You sound like fucking Mike Blowman. <laughs> <laughs> Mike never talks that stuff. I know, I know he never does, but it sounds like fucking something he might say. And then like Loki appears out of the mist and is like, your savior has appeared. <laughs> oh, let's not do get help. Again, it's, no, the, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the callback. Ah, it's just, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Interesting to see where Tessa Thompson goes as well, whether they bring her into the Avengers or what. Yeah. The post-credits thing, there's only one, right? There's two. What's the second one? Well, I mean, one is connected to the... One is the ship appearing. One is the Centauri... Is it, it looks like a Centauri ship, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it looked super wide. I mean, I think the, the idea is it's Thanos' ship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't just fly around space they, in a big chair. Because they, they've been saying that like uh, the next Avengers movie is basically like a heist movie. Where uh, Thanos is trying to get his hands on all the stones. Okay, so there, there is. It, it, it's been known from Comic Con. There's, there's a, a shot. There's a trailer that was released that has the Guardians of the Galaxy flying through space and Thor lands on the windscreen. Right. So whether he gets separated, like the other thing is that, that they kind of set up was with a called Ragnarok in the comics. Ragnarok happened and Asgard moved to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read that one or hear about that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, read, I read that. One. Yeah. So like. They can't just kill those guardians after saving them. So, like, yeah. maybe Thor, Valkyrie, Loki There's fight some... Thanos while the ship gets away or something like that. But um, what was the second one? The second one was at the end with uh, Grandmaster. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's just like food or... That was just like, you like, know... Thanks. Yeah, it was a gag. It was a gag. Yeah. yeah. Which they seem to be doing now. It's like, you know, you got a gag and then you got something that's connected to the overall... Yeah, but even we, like, that doesn't that ship doesn't look like anything. It was like, it was no. weird that they didn't even have, like, Thanos on board going... What do you got, boy? <laughs> but no, it's really good. It's really good fun. I would highly recommend it to anyone. Mm. And Jane broke up with Thor. Yes. <laughs> and again, you don't care because yeah. it's just so lighthearted. <laughs> and Loki was falling for 30 minutes. I've been yes. falling for 30 minutes! <laughs> but yeah, definitely go check it out. Even if, even if you're not a huge Marvel fan, it doesn't matter because... This is a very, very fun film that has a lot of fun with its source material, with its with its mythology, and it's uh, it's it's just a ride. Yeah, it's just a fun ride. And um, I think I put on Twitter, Twitter saying it was a good good antidote to superhero fatigue. And one person did respond saying, "Yeah, I wasn't going to see it," and then they went to see it and was like, "Yeah, this is like what you want to see." I mean, I think this and like the Winter Soldier, they kind of rolled it back with Civil War, but the Winter Soldier showed like a like. Doing kind of spy, noiry spy uh, yeah. superhero stuff. And yeah. like, I can only hope they do all sorts of weird, crazy shit in the future. Yeah. I mean, God only knows what the fucking Ant Man Wasp is going to be about. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Is that just for Kate from Lost in a Wasp suit? <laughs> so, yeah, go see it. Yeah. If you uh, saw the movie and you'd like to have your say, you can email us on podcast at mcgappenfries.com. You can get us on Twitter. I'm at gavyap. I'm at McNasty Prime. And for Instagram, I'm at gavyap77. Still, post, still pushing that Instagram, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Go for that organic growth, man. It's all about the numbers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We shall see you next time. Bye. See you, mate. Bye.